Party on, Wayne. What's up, short throat? Short. <laughs> I've heard that name since camp. Um. <laughs> so, with us being a sports podcast, or we try to act like one, I've given my opinion on the Olympics on here many times. Okay. And this just strengthens my hate for the Olympics. I wouldn't say hate, but dislike for the Olympics. Hate's a very strong word, Edward. So apparently in 2024, there is a possibility that this is going to become an event in the Olympics, the Summer Games. Okay. Do you have any guess on what it might be? Softball. No. See, I wouldn't be upset about that. Okay. Well, I would be only because they took it away, and then they brought it back, and they took it away again. That's what uh, so. It, so the fact that it's been there before, like okay, whatever, cool. You know, we we've uh, talked about before they were going to have poker on there. We both thought that was cool. Get a gold medal and playing poker would be cool. I think they had chess on there at one point. I'm like, oh, okay, give it to Russia. Um, but then I came across this article, and I'm like, I give up. I don't remember the article or who posted it, but breakdancing is, is potentially going to be an event at the Summer Games. And I'm like, oh. why? Like, are we at a, a time of our lives where we're just like, man, you know what? I won gold for doing a head spin or a donkey kick. I don't. Is a donkey kick a thing? Yes. Well, so... um. I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, obviously, break to me, breakdancing is very athletic. Absolutely, it is. It does take some coordination, but like in in gymnastics, there's like a level of difficulty, right? Mm-hmm. Like if I execute this certain trick, it's a number of points, right? And like same thing in figure skating. Like it's it's easily known how to score, right? Right basketball football baseball like it's all clearly defined right but this is why i have a problem with it because like freestyle motocross can't be in the olympics okay right it can only be in the x games and that's because you need the judges to like interpret some of the moves right because some moves are way fucking harder than other moves. But then, like, to you and me, guys that don't really know the sport, it can look super fucking hard, and everybody's like, that's dumb. We can all do that. Right. Right? And so, like, obviously, you'd have to have somebody that's in the sport, well, dance? I don't know. You'd have to have somebody that's in that realm to judge it. But, like, uh, those guys would judge it, like, on their own personal. I don't know. It just seems like there is no clear-cut way to now i could be completely ignorant and they have like their own fucking handbook and you got to sign away like a waiver right once you do it i don't know but i'm I'm just like i would think they would get judges who know about the sport right like all those judges that watch table tennis i'm sure they know the ins and outs of table tennis but in table tennis there's only certain ways to score like it's set but i feel like with breakdancing it would be judged solely off opinion like well right and and now they do have like rhythmic gymnastics which is basically more artistic more artistically technical than normal gymnastics is that when they have the little flutter stick and they're like yeah they do that or they have like a baton or whatever i saw a video with. i saw one where the girl had a ball like it looked like a medicine ball i saw that one too hold on well i don't know are we still talking Olympics or something else? Yeah, we're talking Olympics, not stuff oh, on the hub. I thought we were talking about searches. No. no. But, like, I don't – can we just say that it's not a sport? I mean – Okay, is ballroom dancing still in the Olympics? I don't know. Can you gamble on it? I feel like you if you gamble, gamble on it, it's a sport. Well, but you can definitely gamble on it. But what I'm saying is, though, like – if that's if that's the uh like the criteria, well then why is boxing a sport? Because you can bet on it. Yeah, but it's rigged. No, I mean so is wrestling, but people still bet on that. People bet on wrestling. Oh yeah. 
That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like, what was it? This past weekend, they had the Royal Rumble. Yeah. People were betting on who was going to win it, who was going to come in at this number and this and that. Like, That's dumb. If there's a way to make money, people will do it. But that's scripted. Everybody knows the answer to that. Right, unless you go online and look at the cheat sheets. Like, are, do you really know? Well, I mean... No, you don't. No, but... If you're a true fan of wrestling... Wow. I have you, a question for you, because I was curious. If this seven. Is, what? What? If this is going to be a sport, breakdancing. Yes. I looked up the list of current Summer Olympic summer olympic events okay number one right it's in alphabetical order and it starts with uh it starts with a number ass play one it starts with a number so that would be wrong one ass play there you go you at least put it in the right order no so three on three basketball i'm down for that but did you know that that was an event yeah you've never watched the big three yeah, but not in the fucking Olympic. Olympics. This must I don't be the worst year pronouncing that wrong. But that's just stupid. Why? I, it just is. So dumb ones that I think can go: artistic gymnastics, artistic swimming, badminton. Nah, I'll take that. <laughs> Baseball, softball. Do they have tetherball on there? They do not. They need tetherball on there. I love a good extreme tetherball match. Okay. But they should put us. They should put spikes on the ball. What's breaking? Is that breakdancing? Maybe either that it's, or it's, breaking bricks. It is listed on here. It is breaking breakdancing. That is exactly what it's called. They have BMX freestyle. Yeah. What? You didn't How know do that? You, no. That's How been around since 1860. But that's an X. That's just an X. Uh, X Games thing. I'm that's pretty just, sure the Romans were doing that. This says football. I got excited. Football. Uh, soccer. Idiot. Yeah, my bad. Handball, hockey, judo. It's handball. I do that every day. No, you don't. Oh. That's that's different. Rhythmic gymnastics. Oh, What's it's the Artistic gymnastics and rhythmic gymnastics. Artistic? They paint a picture with their toes. That's not what it is. You don't and know that. You're asking me. I gave an answer. That doesn't mean that you know. That just means that you're dumb enough to open your mouth. I might be right. You don't know. Rhythmic gymnastics, their their little symbol is a person doing the splits and a little ribbon. <laughs> Hell yeah. So you're right, I guess. Artistic gymnastics, I don't know. I don't know what that is. but um, Or maybe they put paint on their butts and they just slam it across the mat. That would be cool. I would be down for that. But, Speaking of slamming butts. Ooh. I was so just going like, to say, I don't think breaking should be an Olympic event. That's yeah, cool. me neither. Anyway, so growing up, you remember through high school and stuff like that, like a lot, the the thing that you always heard about, like the forbidden maneuver with you and a chick was 69. Well, I don't know if it was like forbidden, but you know, anytime you'd be in reading class and they'd be like, yeah, turn to page 69. Huh? Right. right. We all knew what it was. Right. And like, you always had the dumb friend. It's like, what number you want to be? I want to be number 69. Uh, <laughs> like, you know, we had those guys. I think we had that number banned in our jersey selection. I don't remember. Reasoning. Um, it's stupid, but, by the way. But Were you ever told about the reverse? The reverse cowgirl? No. And that is like, magical. That, I that am is pretty very much how mad. people. That's pretty much how people have seven babies. Like... That should be chapter two in health class. That should be on the cover. Well, my thing is, like, I shouldn't have to unlock a certain number of sexual partners before I can get to the reverse cowgirl. It is like a gift from God. That it is, my friend. It is. Everything that you could ever want is just right in front of you. That's amazing. And then if you get somebody that's, like, really good at it, man, you better hold on. Get the saddle. Get the- yeah, well, I was just thinking that I better start buying hymns. <laughs> Do you get those ads? You get those ads that are like, oh, you want to treat premature ejaculation? And I was like, I thought, I didn't know you could treat that. I thought you just, 
That's just how you were. It, it's funny that you bring that up, and I know we're veering off like we always do. But, like, you see the commercials for hymns, and it's like, hey, want to fix your dick? Like, that. Have you ever seen the commercials for hers? No. It's for chicks who think they have middle disorders. Well, so. Complete opposite. But it makes sense, though, right? Not because like, hey. most men want some ass. Most women are fucking crazy. But, like, knowing what Tim's was for the longest time, and then you see a hers one, hi, are you drier than the Grand Canyon? Do you want to walk <laughs> like Niagara? Well, here, take some hers. No, it's, hey, are you cuckoo? Are you on the verge of jumping? Take this pill. Like, well, what? But you got to think, like, what? that's more important for women, right? Managing stress, making sure their mental health is perfect, all that. Like, that is, and men are just like, I want to fuck. So if a him takes a hers, does he get a boner? Uh, my brain didn't compute that. Yeah, <laughs> Bill, Probably not the science guy. I I don't I don't think so. But it wouldn't be like if you took Midol, right? Midol doesn't do anything for men, does it? I don't know. I hear guys talk that they take Midol because it helps with their headaches. This is weird. I've never known of a suppository to work for a headache. Suppository? I thought you just rubbed it on your dick. Oh, I, you must get the cream. Yeah. Mm. It's not a cream? Awkward. Oh. One of wait. us is wrong. Hold on. Did you say Midol or Monistat? <laughs> What's the difference? Well, one of them's a cream, and I don't know which one. Modestats for stank uh, snatch, isn't it? I I don't know. Tiffany, I'm saying when it comes to this, I am so stupid. I know nothing about women. Our intern Tiffany apparently is taking a shit right now or something because she's not answering. No, girls don't do that. No. So I don't know how we got off on this tangent, but uh, I got a question for you. Banana. Why is it? Everything that is like a good idea financially blows. Explain. So I work away from my house and I have to commute, which is normal for most people. And I don't like to drive in traffic. Right. So I try to use the HOV lane all the time. Right. But the catch is, I also do not like people in my car, right? Because I like to drive my own speed. I like to leave whenever the fuck I want. I like to listen to my own radio. If I want to turn it off and just listen to silence, I can do that. But I don't have to talk to anybody. I don't feel like... So the HOV lane is free, obviously, if you have another occupant in your vehicle. Correct. But if you don't, you drive solo, you have to pay a toll. So, and you know, leaving from downtown, it obviously depends on the time, how much that toll is. It could be a dollar. It could be $6 and 50 cents. It just depends on when you leave. So I say all that to say, uh, it was suggested to me the other day that I should carpool with someone who lives relatively close to me. Mm -hmm. And that sounds like the worst fucking idea I've ever heard of. Right. Like when I was a kid, I would ride my bike everywhere, right? Then I finally got my driver's license. My parents gave me a truck, and I was able to drive wherever the fuck I wanted to. I didn't have anybody telling me, go here, or go faster, or slow down, or take that lane, or any of that. None of that shit had to happen, right? Why on earth would I want to drive someone else or get in their car and drive to work? No. Because, like, this is how I picture it. I'm going to get, I'm be driving my truck. I go pick somebody up. They get in the truck and they're like, hey, what's going on? How are you doing? And I'm like, no, shut the fuck up. I'm listening to the radio. And they're like, God, he's kind of a dick. I'm like, no, I just don't want to have that forced, obligated conversation for 25, 30 minutes while we're fucking driving to work. And so then, yeah. I'm, then I'm already in a bad mood when I get to work. Like, why would I want to do that? Right. And then somebody else was like, fuck that. Ride the bus. 
And I was like, yeah, you know when riding the bus was awesome? Fifth fucking grade, right? It's not cool anymore. Maybe it was cool till eighth grade, right? Then when you got into ninth grade and you were in high school, it wasn't fucking cool anymore. Yeah. Because then it was like, oh, you got to have your driver's license. Remember the kids that got their driver's license when they were sophomore? You? Remember when you got your driver's license when you were a sophomore and you got yep. to drive to school and it was the coolest fucking thing that ever was? Yep. That was so awesome. Yeah, but even driving to work by myself, I don't pull up to a parking spot at the office and just, um, yeah, this is the shit. No, it's, it's fucking work. It sucks. Every time I put my keys in my pocket, I'm like, yeah, you got my own truck. Fucking cool. I always do that. See, this is where we differ. In one of the past episodes we talked about, because you're the car guy, I just need a reliable vehicle to get me to A to B and sometimes C, maybe D. I mean, I get you, right? I understand. And then, like, even even riding the bus is so much cheaper, right? On it gas is, but I won't and all do that it. kind of stuff. I won't do and then you because... get on the bus and you can curl up in your little corner and you can go no, to sleep. No. But, like, the bus smells like piss. Like, yeah, I don't want to do that. I'm not doing the – I won't do the bus because mainly – I have no control of the time of it. Like, yeah. I, if I need to get home and take a shit, I'm going 90 down the freeway. Exactly. Right? Um, You're speaking my language. But over the past, I don't know, five years, I've carpooled with three different people and haven't had a bad experience from it just because you get to read how that person is. And at the end of the day, me personally, I just go, it's only 25, 30 minutes. What does it matter? Right. Yeah. And then, there are days where you communicate. You're like, hey, I'm going to ride solo today. All right, cool. Gives you a little clearing of the mind and, you know, your own time to do whatever you want. But me personally, I haven't had a bad experience from it. Me And when I get in the car, based on who it is, you know, I can gauge how the ride's going to be, what kind of conversations we can have, or we just sit there in silence. Like, So, I mean, so what you're telling like- me is if I was in your hood – you wouldn't carpool with me. That's what I'm getting. Okay. I mean, I have snacks in mind. That's what I'm saying. Like maybe you would be like the one person. Oh, right. Like obviously if my wife and I worked in the same area, we would carpool together because that just makes sense. But like you would probably be the one person I could stand. Right. And it's not even that like, I can't stand other people. It's just, I feel like with you, I could be like, all right, dude, I don't feel it today. And you'd be like, all right, fuck it. We're cool. Yeah. Right. But like other people that I don't because I've known you since we were what, fucking 14 years old. It's a Something little like different that. than some Joe Blow dude that I knew, I just know from work or I've hung out with a couple of times. And like they can be the coolest dude. Right. They got actually the guy who asked me about it. Fucking awesome guy. Reminds me of the guy we went to high school with. Right. I like him a lot. He's hilarious. That one guy we went to high school with. Well, I don't want to say his name, but right. the one guy that we both know. Yes. And he reminds me of that guy. And like I'm, I would be totally fine with it, but I just feel like if there were those like bumpy days, no pun intended, he might be like, you know, different towards me, or it could set the tone for the entire work day. And like, I just don't want to, I'd rather just listen to whatever I listen to. Most of the time when I'm driving is when I do my thinking, I think in the shower and driving. Hmm, That that explains a lot. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess, (laughs) but I'm just saying like, I get a lot done up here. For me. So what if there was an office, babe, right? Y'all didn't work in the same department, but y'all work at the same building. She wears a mini skirt every day. Hey, I saw you're in the so, same neighborhood. This would never happen to me. <laughs> because I'm sure Hallmark movies are made like this, right? I was going to say, my wife would never allow that. Not once. No, I don't know. Like, when my wife found out that I worked with a woman for the first time, she was like, in her head, like, I just told her. I was like, oh, yeah, I work with this lady, blah, blah, blah. And, like, she didn't say a word, but her head, like, I could hear it go, who the fuck is that bitch, right? <laughs> she didn't say it, but you could see it, you know? And then, like, we had a work function, and then she met her, and she was like, oh, yeah, she could be like our mom. Exactly. I tried to tell you this, and you just don't fucking listen. You just hear you work with a woman, and I fucking hate her. That's all you think. Yeah, that's one of those things. Yeah, babe, there's a office party i'm not going no we're going i'm sorry what yeah, yeah we're going yeah i gotta is, meet all is these she gonna be there uh, probably yeah we're going right and it's like and then all of a sudden petty. it's a it's an interview from your wife right i got a i got a question about that though let's say your wife came home 
and it's well let's say it's december and it's like hey we're gonna have a christmas party but spouses aren't invited okay are you cool with that sure what if it was the other way around you were like babe i got a christmas party wives can't go she would not accept it right okay why is that i mean i wouldn't accept it either i think it's dumb Uh, i don't understand how i can work with somebody but they can't meet my wife right and if there was an office that actually set that in like you're a garbage company well i think they know that people are going to try to hook up right that's the only thing i mean if you walk into this party and there's a fucking uh plastic jug there and they're like oh drop your keys good luck Uh right yeah no i'm not going in come on steve (laughs) yeah i'm not Mm-mm, not doing that. I, you know, in the 38 years of my living, not once have I. You're 38. Unfortunately, not once have I heard of this happening or being invited to a key party. Yeah, me neither. That's just like the other day we found out about the uh, the colleges that do the uh, runs in the cold in their underwear. Yeah, the fucking like, underwear runs. What the that's fuck? Either, that's either make believe in movies. Or this is like Ithaca University or some other small like University of Phoenix thing that they do that nobody really talks about. I think University of Phoenix is all online and all the people that do the naked run are on OnlyFans. Well, I'm going I'm signing up to University of Phoenix right now. But yeah, no, I wish we would have known about that. But what, they, we didn't, they didn't do that. No. So maybe we could have started it. Y'all, if, those of y'all listening, if you've heard of some mythical get-together slash party that has been reflected in film or TV or whatever, let us know what it is. And if you've participated in any of this, send us an email at 21BAthletesTalkSports at Yahoo.com. I want to know about it. I'm going to bring you on here. We're going to talk about this because I need, I, need, I need to know. Yeah, and don't send me, oh, I saw it one time on this movie. No, no, no. Right, no. We want real events real accounts of something that actually happened at your college not like oh my buddy at right. college no no we want to talk to your buddy if they did it at his school that's who we want to talk to i don't care about well my friends brothers sisters girlfriends who had a kid did this like no fuck all that i don't need to know your whole family history and your fucking tree family tree that goes in one line i don't need any of that no i want you i want you there and if you have pictures of like the before that's fine I don't need to see nakedness. That's not what we're looking for. Just seeing the before of like, hey, we're about to go on the run. Guarantee you 90% of the stories that we get, it's probably a huge sausage fest. Which that's what most nude beaches are too, right? So I wouldn't expect anything less. Nothing but dick. Speaking of dick, ready to start the show? Let's get to it. Woo! What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Two Wanna Be Athletes Talk Sports. I'm Ed. I'm Zach. And here we are again, assholes, for another train wreck episode. I hope you brought your popcorn. I hope you brought a seatbelt. Hope you have an airbag because this is probably going to be insane. As always, this episode is now brought to you by Offsuit Cigar and Poker Lounge, 140 South Heights, Houston, Texas, folks. We are going to be there Super Bowl Sunday doing a live show. Uh, we've talked to one of the owners, Greg. I think they may have a tournament going. I think they've got Super Bowl squares going. Uh, we're going to be there. There's going to be tons of people out there. Y'all come join us. Play in the games, whether it's tournament or cash game. If you don't, if all the seats are taken, grab some food, grab some drinks, grab a cigar. I have yet to find something negative about this place. Um, I know every time we come on and we talk about it on our Facebook or TikTok or whatever, we're just like bragging about how good this place is. It's because it's that good, right? I've been to many other poker places within the Houston area. Zach, you've been to way more than I have. Um, All I can say is like every time I've been there, I've never sat at the table and go, God, this is so boring. It's not doing – it's always action-packed. The conversations that are there, the way that the staff treats everybody, it's so great. Like hands down a great experience. I've lost money there, and I didn't leave mad. I was just like, man, well, you know, it is what it is. Like – it, it's a great experience. I don't know what they do. I don't know if they pump something into their AC unit. <laughs> I don't know if there's something in the food. I'll, their food, I want to take a nap afterwards. It's so rich and just genuine. 
It doesn't taste like you're at a Chili's or anything like that. It doesn't taste like they got it out of a package and threw it in the microwave. They've got a good chef out there. Does a phenomenal job. Um, what is it? We've we've had the lasagna. Lasagna's good. Their quesadillas. Their chicken alfredo is amazing. Agreed. Um, I haven't even touched everything on their menu yet, but I'm I'm planning on doing it Sunday. And then last time that I was there, I asked for an old fashioned, and they were out of something. So Greg made some concoction. Amazing. Even the dealer was like, "I don't even like uh, whiskey, but whatever you're drinking smells amazing." And that was, was great. That's something that you don't get at a lot of these poker places, right? Personal you don't get touch. that that one-on-one time with one of the owners, right? Like they take the time to talk to you, to listen, like any ideas you may have, something like that. The guys over at Offsuit are always willing to listen and talk to you, right? Yep. Great guys. You can find them on Poker Atlas. You can see what their tables are running. I looked at them the other morning. I wake up about 4 o'clock every morning. They had a game rolling. I checked up on it again to see what was going on in Houston. They were up at 7 o'clock. I checked again around noon. They were still going. They had a game go almost 24 hours, if not longer. I, che- I quit checking after uh, noon because, you know, work and life. But their games run. They're great games. Well, and then people are going to be like, well, this so-and-so's club runs all the time. And this That's other fine. club runs all the time. Okay, go there. Get shot. Good luck. Yeah. That's not the place to go. Offsuit Cigar and Poker Lounge, 140 South Heights, Houston, Texas. Go check them out. Tell them your boys from 2 Wannabe Athletes sent you. Go check them out tonight, Friday. If you're listening on Saturday, go check them out on Saturday. You know what? If you hear us on Sunday, go check them out on Sunday. They're right. open seven days a week. They post everything on their Facebook and uh, their Instagram account. Check them out. Tell them we sent you. A lot of big stuff is going on. You know, the last episode we were trying to record, we tried to do a new service on that, and it shit the bed. We couldn't get the episode out. So first and foremost, we want to apologize to you, the fans. I know y'all are looking for it. I've gotten messages. Zach's gotten messages. Hey, we haven't gotten an episode. What's going on? Well, you know, when you try new shit, when the old stuff isn't broken, well. Right. (laughs) Yeah, don't fix what isn't broken. Right. Exactly right. We're here. We're here to talk. A lot of shit's been going on. We Shit in the baseball world, shit in the basketball world. NFL has just been popping. It never fails, right? As soon as the offseason starts, shit just starts going. Number one, right out the gate, we hear about Derek Carr. Derek Carr is demanding a trade. He's got the no trade clause, and he's on his way out of Vegas. Um, I'm going to just jump it right into it. Zach, uh, do you have any pre- pre-preseason projections as far as where some of these players are going, and we'll start off with Derek Carr. I mean, the rumors that I'm hearing now is that he's going to New Orleans, and that makes a lot of sense. Um, They don't really know what they're doing on the roster with quarterbacks. Um, Taysom Hill is just not a guy that can be your quarterback every down, and I think they figured that out. But Derek Carr is a huge upgrade over anything that's on their roster. Um, Taysom Hill is a great athlete. Let's like, don't get me wrong. He's good. Change of pace. He runs the football hard, all that. I don't want to take anything away from him, but he's not Derek Carr. Derek Carr is a quarterback in this league. And what, at the beginning of of last season, we were talking about him MVP possibly. And then he got hurt. Right. So then we didn't have to worry about that. And then unexplicably they benched him, but he made the pro bowl. And then he won like the skills competition. Yep. Right. So like, He's obviously not bad. I'm not 100% sure what's going on there. I think there is um, some issue with Josh McDaniels. I think he is a problem. I think if you have somebody in there who either challenges him or doesn't go along with, like, every fucking thing he says, he gets mad and he ships you off. And, you know, maybe that's his deal. Or maybe maybe he doesn't want to say – or he doesn't want to deal with the thing of like Bill Belichick where, well, is it Bill Belichick or is it Brady? Is it Belichick or is it Brady? And so maybe he thinks that if I just get rid of him, then they'll know, well, I built this guy from the ground up. Clearly I can build a team, but I just don't like Josh McDaniel. So fuck him. And I hope that Derek Carr moves on and can hopefully win a Super Bowl, at least be in the playoffs. We'll see what happens, but uh sounds like new Orleans is the leader in the clubhouse um i think we need to wait for a couple more things to happen before we know more definitively where he's going to go hopefully he can go somewhere else and win in the playoffs because i hate the raiders well the the crazy thing is too is like everybody was so excited to see Derek carr with his college best friend Devontae adams and 
I guess we were trying to, we were thinking that we were going to see a better version of the duo than what we saw with Aaron Rodgers and him. Um, but I mean, I'm looking at the stats and yeah, they were down a little bit, but not much. They were only down by 37 yards, uh, Devonte Adams, that is, uh, compared to 2021. Uh, he had three more touchdowns than what he had in 2021, but I mean, there was nothing spectacular. I mean, he was still a top tier wide receiver, but I was expecting a better, uh, better outcome between those two paired up. But with him going to New Orleans, that makes you wonder what happens to Jameis Winston. Right, we always forget about Jameis Winston. Two years ago, Jameis Winston was on a streak and looking really good, and then he gets hurt and then he's out. And I think he made an appearance or two at the beginning of this season, and then he was out again, and we never saw him. Right, um, with Derek Carr going to New Orleans, does this bring life back into Michael Thomas, or is Michael Thomas out of there? Uh, I'm hearing that Michael Thomas is out. Okay, uh, people are saying that it's a possibility that he could resurface in Denver. With uh, oh, something we hadn't talked about with Sean Payton now becoming the quarter, uh, the coach for the Denver Broncos, mm-hmm. I don't I don't see that just based on the way the roster is currently structured, but um, I don't know I don't know where where Michael Thomas goes. I think he's ruffled a lot of feathers. He's pissed a lot of people off and he's burned a lot of bridges. It's possible that we don't see him playing the NFL again, or he goes like the Antonio Brown route where he just tries to latch on with somebody that's a contender. Okay. Well, uh, moving on, the next topic, we, we did it last season. We're doing it again because apparently this is the trend now. Aaron Rodgers, possibly not going to be a Green Bay Packer. Uh, last year, I believe we both came to he was going to stay. I could be wrong. Um, or I think you felt like he may have been going to Denver and it didn't well, happen. Well, I just felt like the reason why the Broncos hired Nathaniel Hackett was only to get Aaron Rodgers. Right. And then it didn't work out. So – I kind of feel like if it didn't work out last year for him to get traded or go anywhere else when he was obviously working any deal he could possibly get, I just don't understand why anybody would want to take him on now. I think he just retires. Yeah. Which is weird to say because he just won the MVP two years ago. Well, I don't think he retires because of the fact that he's going to be out like 50 mil, I think. So Yeah, what is he making a season? Is he making $50 million? Something like that. Some ridiculous Um, number. That's going to be the problem, right? Like stick around, finish up one more year with Green Bay and just deal with whatever they have going there or go ahead and buy out the contract or retire and lose money. But a lot of the talks right now, there have been rumors of him in Vegas. There's been rumors of him in Tennessee. There's rumors of him going to the Jets. Um, I don't know why he would go to Tennessee. But again, the whole he has a house there. Kind right. Of that's what I was going to say. Is it because he has a house there? Is that what everybody's talking about? Right. I, um, if I was him, I wouldn't mind going to the Jets, but then it kind of you get like lumped in with Brett Favre. Oh, right now you're following quarterbacks. His path, go to, right, yeah, I just don't like that. And on top of that, like I, I look at the rest of the NFL and try to see where he would be a good fit. Now, of course, putting Aaron Rodgers on, on any team is going to improve them for the most part, depending on who their current quarterback is. But I mean, no team really sticks out to where I'm like, that's a must. Like he has to go there, and he's going to win the Super Bowl. I, I just don't. There's no teams that pop out like that. Like, yeah, well, I just be- I feel like the Jets. Have, like, it's stupid to say, oh well, he won't go there because of the stigma, or whatever. But I feel like if he went there, he would immediately improve that team. Great course, defense. I mean- they got the defensive rookie of the year and Sauce. And then they've got two great wide receivers. <clears throat> they got a pretty good rookie running back, and then they got a pretty good uh, one-two punch of veteran running backs that are still there. Um, tight end, I don't remember who their tight end is. But regardless, the defense was vastly improved, and it looked like if they had a quarterback that could just throw the ball 14 yards down the field, they could have won more games. Uh, Zach Wilson just did yeah. not – I don't know. He didn't gel in that team. He's he's definitely talented. He just, for whatever reason, couldn't put it together. But Aaron Rodgers is tried and true. He's obviously a veteran. He's won MVP multiple times. He's won a Super Bowl before. He could come in and lead a younger team and just immediately command the respect, almost like Tom Brady did in, in uh, Tampa Bay, you know? So, yeah. but it's New York. Do you want to deal with the fuck? Well, he plays in Green Bay. He doesn't give a shit about the cold, so it doesn't even matter. Well, that's another team. Could we see him become a Colt? Could we see him go to Indy? I mean, I feel like Jim Irsay tried that and got burned, but he tried that with Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. 
Matt Ryan is not Aaron Rodgers. So maybe, but that team is, I think that team is a hell of a lot further off than the Jets. The Jets are, are almost there. Right. right. If they're able to draft a quarterback in the next couple of years, that's a scary team. Well, I I don't know if the supposed rumors of how Aaron Rodgers treat, treated the receiving core in Green Bay this year as far as, like, their garbage, they need to step up, and I'm paraphrasing. Right. And never really did anything to actually help coach those, those receivers into being what he wanted, right? Yeah. He just got dealt the hand and said, man, fuck this, I'm going to do whatever I want. Um, and so we got what we got out of it. Right. So I don't know. It, it's going to be interesting to see, but I'm not going to put too much into it because at the end of the day, he could just stay in green Bay for one more year and just right. do whatever but he does there. I do think though, that the way that this season played out and how frustrated he seemed to be at times on that team, that makes me completely discredit all the stories that we heard of. He knew Devonte Adams was going to, uh, the Raiders and he was totally fine with it. I bet you he didn't know that. I, I bet he thought Devontae Adams was coming back to Green Bay. And really, if he had come back to Green Bay and they were still there together, they would have made the playoffs this year. They were one play away from making the playoffs this season. And who was his number one wide receiver? I couldn't tell you. Right. It's Christian Watson, but that guy didn't even come on until like week nine. He He started the season as the starting wide receiver, but he kept dropping passes and then you never heard from him. And then all of a sudden from week on, week nine on, he started playing football again. But, I mean, you'd never heard of him before. If he had Devontae Adams for the first eight weeks, who knows where they would have been. We'll go one more quarterback and wrap this up. What about Lamar Jackson? He hasn't signed a contract yet with Baltimore. Could he end up in Atlanta? Could he end up uh, somewhere else hurting? Could he end up with the or the Jets? Could he go to Vegas? Like, um, Could he go to New Orleans? Could he go to Tampa Bay? I think he could go to Tampa Bay. Um, I think that would be not ideal, but I think that could be where he goes. They need to make a splash. Um, but then, you know, they could just decide, F it, we're going to have a bad year. We'll draft a quarterback next Oh, excuse me. We'll draft a quarterback next year and we'll just deal with it then. But I don't know. The, the Lamar Jackson thing intrigues me the most because when you look around the league, the only team – that could really absorb him and still be relevant has to be a team like Tennessee or a team like San Francisco, right? A team that has like an upper level run game and doesn't need him to run a lot, right? Obviously he's going to run. That's his, that's his MO. That's what makes him the best in the league. That's what's make that. uh, That is what makes him dangerous with the ball in his hands is the ability to run and throw, but I think if he has running backs that are top-tier running backs, it takes a lot of pressure off him, and it can keep him healthy. I mean, currently, the roster in in Baltimore is built to run the football yep. with him, right? I don't want to say that it's more of like a Tebow, <clears throat> a Tim Tebow kind of issue where, you know, you're going to throw the ball eight times a game. That's not That's not Lamar Jackson. He's clearly – better than Tim Tebow ever was at throwing the football. Like, it's not even close. It's night and day. I'm not trying to knock the guy. A lot of people keep trying to say, oh, he can't throw. Well, you know what? He fucking can throw. He just only throws to the tight end, which is weird, but that's what he does, right? And Mark Andrews is a top three tight end because of that. So whenever your O-line is collapsing nonstop, I mean, you got to do what you can, right? Well, yeah, I just – I feel like a lot of people try to discredit his abilities – but he is the player he is because he has the ball in his hands. So you can't put him in another position and be like, oh, okay, here, we'll give you some gadget plays where you throw it, and then you know that way you'll be MVP again. No, he has to have the ball in his hands every play. That way he can decide run pass option. He can maneuver around in the pocket, get people open. He That's when he's at his best. But I think he needs running backs that are going to take pressure off him. J.K. Dobbins obviously is a very good running back. We don't know exactly what he can do because he's only had one season in the league because he tore his ACL or whatever. But <clears throat> San Francisco has two good running backs. Do they want to overpay for a quarterback? Because that's the other catch. Who can pay this guy $200 million? Exactly. Right? That's, that's the catch. 
It'll be interesting to see where some of those players went. There are a lot of other ones. I'm going to try to post them up on our Facebook page to try to get some of y'all's opinion as far as where y'all think y'all are going. Uh, if there's any trade speculations that y'all think may happen, post it on there. Let us know. I may even put a TikTok out there or not. Or maybe you'll see Zach's beautiful face on there, and he'll do it. We'll see. Maybe. But in still further football news, staying on the quarterback track, uh, again, he re-retired, retired, uh, Mr. Tom Brady yeah. is no longer a Tampa Bay Buccaneer or a pro football player. Does he stay retired this time? Or I mean, he's 45 years old, and he's accomplished everything. Yeah. Right? This is the equivalent of, like, hey, um, I just beat the big boss in Zelda, but I've got, like, two chests that I missed in the entire game. Do I need to come back and get those? I don't think so. I, I, I don't think there's anything else that he can do that will just put him over the edge of an automatic first ballot, Hall of Fame, greatest of all time. Whatever accolade or title you want to put on him, like, he's done it. I Go to bed, enjoy retirement, golf, bang your supposed new girlfriend who's smoking hot, um, get snipped, sign a prenup, and go make however much you're going to be making as an analyst. What is he making? Like ten million a year or something? I don't know. It's some ridiculous contract. I thought it was three hundred million for. It might be years. that, but and on top of that, with him having the TB12 um, brand that he's doing and him pushing to make his brand what Jordans were to basketball, he's going to try to do that with football. So it'll be interesting to see how he does it. I'm not going to be too excited about him being an analyst because like. He gives off a lot of the Belichick vibes when it comes to like speaking um, and going around questions and stuff like that. Like, I don't feel like putting him on the spot about something that may have happened during his time of play. He's going to give a straight answer. Um, but who knows? We'll see what happens with him. Best of luck. Uh, we've, I know me personally, we've enjoyed the years watching him as a, a football player and getting to see the sports history that he's made. Yeah. I mean, a part of me wants him to become a, a, sportscaster or whatever like an analyst because i want him to suck at something right <laughs> like anything i don't care what like if i ran into him at the bowling alley like if i could just beat him at bowling knowing that he just sucks at bowling i would be i would be happy with that how how surprised are we going to be like everybody was shocked when tony romo took the booth and like the way he was able to break down plays before they even happened like everybody was amazed what's going to happen if we get tom brady like that but 10 times more Right. Like, are we I mean, just going to be tuned in every Sunday or whatever game he's doing just to see how that brain works? Well, think about um, ESPN. They broadcast. Is it Monday Night Football or Sunday? Yes. Night? Okay. Monday night. So they broadcast Monday Night Football, but they do it on two separate channels. Yep. And the ratings are high enough to just have Eli and Peyton talk about bullshit and watch the football game. It's like you're sitting on their couch watching the football game with them. Yep. And that's created a whole new audience for Monday Night Football. And so I think he could have that type of, you know, because he obviously he sees the field differently than, you know, every quarterback sees it differently. And he can bring his own aspect. Um, I think the way that the way that these guys sound, if you had Greg Olson and Tom Brady on the same broadcast, that would be magical. Well, could you even imagine if it was Tony Romo and Tom Brady? No, see, now that I think like they would step on each other's toes. But like Greg Olson, he's a great just guy to talk about the game, right? Then Tom Brady could be the guy like breaking it down. But Greg Olson would be smart enough to ask like, well, what about what if they do this? Or what if they do this? Or what's the adjustment for that? Like he, because he's been in those meetings, right? He understands kind of how quarterbacks are looking at film and what they're looking for. So he can take it from his, his perspective of how to like, you know, get more information out of Tom Brady, because let's just be honest. If me or you sat down with Tom Brady or Peyton Manning, we we're trying to ask them football questions. We're going to scrape the surface. Greg Olson could get down into like the nooks and crannies and like the nuts and bolts and try to break it down as to like, this is what the scheme is. And I, I just feel like th those two together could be amazing. He would get into the nuts and bolts of Tom Brady. I like it. Yeah. I mean, apparently they glow. Mm. Well, congratulations, Tom Brady, for a great career, successful career, if you want to yeah. call it that. Um, 
and uh, we'll see what happens to you in the future. But yeah, five years, he'll be in the Hall of Fame. They won't even have to debate it. It'll just be like, all right, he's in. I think this will be the that will be the first Hall of Fame to where nobody else gets inducted, and the three hour show is nothing but Tom Brady. There'll still be people inducted, but I would well, they, I would be okay if they just talked about Tom Brady. So the question came up. Who's going to sign a one-year or one-day contract and retire with that team first? J.J. Watt with the Texans or Brady with the Pats? Um, well, it's got to be J.J. Watt. I mean, I don't know who will sign one first because Robert Kraft already said if he called me tomorrow, I would send it over immediately. He would just retire as a patron. Oh, absolutely. No big deal. I don't think we have to worry about that. I think they both will do that. Um, I think now that the uh, – the Easterby guy is out of the office in Houston. It'll be a hell of a lot more likely that JJ will actually do that. Um, but is it necessary for a nostalgic feeling for the fans? And it gives everybody that question. Oh, is he going in as a Cardinal? Is he going in as a Texan? Like, I mean, we all know it's going to be as a Texan because that's where a majority of his career was. I can see him doing the one day thing with D'Amico Ryan's becoming the head coach now of the Texans. That would be cool to see both of them in like the photo op and all that. That would be awesome. So, um, yeah, let us know what y'all think. Yeah, that's another thing that we didn't talk about. D'Amico Ryan's is now the uh, head coach of your Houston Texans. How do you feel about that? uh, I'm pretty stoked about it. I'm looking forward to see what happens. The uh, press conference him and Casario put on yesterday was, it was interesting, um, but they use the word collaboration a lot or collaborate a lot. So I, I don't know what that was about, but. Can I ask you a question? Like, I just want to throw it out there. What's the deal with, like, hiring attractive coaches? That dude is a good-looking dude. He is. I've been searching Reddit for hours (laughs) to see. But, like, him and then, like, the Sean McVay guy. And then even the Cliff Kingsbury guy was kind of decent-looking. Like, what is the deal? Like, that's a good-looking dude, man. That's weird. uh, the, The coach for Dallas. Who's the coach for Dallas? McCarthy? Oh, Chubby Chaser. I knew it. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, usually, you know, the best-looking guy on the sideline is the quarterback. Now it's like the head coach and the quarterback are fighting over it. Super weird. Speaking of most attractive coaches currently, uh, Andy (laughs) Reid and his Kansas City Chiefs are going to be in the Super Bowl against the Philadelphia Eagles. Yes, and that brings us to the rrsportsbetting.com Super Bowl talk, and we're going to go over best time of the year, baby. Bets. Guys, if you're not on them, you need to get on them. Giggity, uh, hit up our boys over at rrsportsbetting.com. Text number one seven zero two six zero eight one eight five seven. Use the code wannabe. Get your free hundred dollars of gameplay. No deposit needed, folks. Prop bets are some of the funnest prop bets, or some of the funnest bets you can do. And Super Bowl prop bets are even more fun. They just have some of the most outrageous things on these books that you can bet on, like the Gatorade color, the coin toss, uh, the number of the jersey over under 11 and a half. Like, who's going to score the first touchdown? Like, it is wild. I, my favorite one is the is the national anthem going to be longer than one minute 50 seconds? Oh, yeah. It depends uh, on who's singing it, but I like that bet. Make sure you get over to rsportsbetting.com immediately. Sign up today so you don't have to wait till the last minute to get your bet in. You can do it now before the books change for the better or the worse, depending on how you look at it. Right. Go on there now. Use a code wannabe. Text at number 1702-608-1857. Use a code wannabe. Get your free $100 in gameplay. Do it now. Talking about prop bets for the Super Bowl, I've got a list of them right now from DraftKings Sportsbook in front of me. Uh, I don't have our art in front of me. I know that's weird to go ahead and go through that whole spill, and then I'm having somebody else. But I only brought theirs up because of one prop bet, and you'll know it when I say it. Okay. Right, right out the gate, the coin toss one is out there. Uh, they got tails at plus 100, heads at plus 100. Kansas City Chiefs to win the coin toss at plus 300, minus 400 for no. Uh, Eagles to win plus 250 for yes, and no is a minus 330. Uh, team to win the coin toss, the Eagles plus 100, Chiefs plus 100. So you can make your picks off that. Heads or tails, Zach? Uh, tails never fails. Tails never fails. Lock it in. Jersey numbers. Like I said, they've got jersey number of the first touchdown score. is The number will be over or under 11 and a half. Over. 
All right, and that's a plus 105. Jersey number for the last touchdown score over under 11 and a half. Under. And that's a minus 130. This one is interesting. Coaches challenge. First team to first coach to make a challenge. Chiefs at minus 120, Eagles at plus 100. Eagles. Ooh. Uh, will the first coach's challenge be successful? Yes, at minus 135 or no at plus 110? Yes. I don't think in the Super Bowl they're going to be uh, challenging shit that can't be overturned. I'm going to save my favorite one for the last. Kick to hit the post. Yes or no? Wow. What is yes? For, plus 450. I like that. And no is minus 650. Yeah, because, I mean, how often does that happen? But we've seen the weirdest year for kickers. Yeah. But not these guys. You'd think. But it's in indoors. Yeah, it's in Arizona. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't think I can put – I I like the plus 450. That's a good number, but I I just can't do that. Everybody's favorite, what color is the Gatorade going to be when it's poured on the winning coach? What's the favorite? Uh, favorite right now looks like purple. No, uh, none at plus one thousand. What do you mean none? It just like no color. None. It'll just be water. That's not the favorite, but the favorite is uh, yellow or green. Yellow slash green at plus four hundred. No, I'm sorry, orange at plus three fifty. Wow, can you read? I can't. <laughs> I'm colorblind. Um, well, so what's weird is I always thought teams put the color of Gatorade that matched their jersey colors, but they don't do that. No, because they don't. When the Broncos won the Super Bowl, I'm pretty sure it was purple. Isn't there purple? Well, no. Not in the Broncos uniform. So, but I can't even, like, okay, do you remember last year when they won the Super Bowl? Like, yes. what color it was? Blue. Oh, you do remember? Yes, because right. I have a picture of it in front of me. Oh, that's the only reason why. Okay. Yeah. But did you know that before? No. Well, and the Rams won the Super Bowl, right? Correct. And it was blue? Yes. Hmm. But I'm going to give you a little better's edge on it right now. Over the last 22 Super Bowls, orange was the top color at 22.7%. Oh, 22.7. That's shitty, though. Yeah, but since 2015, blue Gatorade has been topped 50%. Wow. And blue Gatorade hit last year at a plus 300 when the Rams won the Super Bowl. Wow. So, Well, who do you think is going to win this uh, Super Bowl? Hold on. I have one more prop bet that we have. Well, to I was going to use whoever you thought was going to win to pick a color. Um, I'm going Eagles. Mm. Well, do they have a green Gatorade? They have a yellow slash green. Yeah, but not like green, not like, like this color green. Um, They do, but it, I don't think it's, it's not on the board. Okay. But here's my question. With yeah. it on, on these books, it says yellow slash green. If it is a pure green... That would count, right? Does yellow get it too? Has to, because there's not is is there a, just a yellow by itself? Not on this one. Is there even green? on red and pink is uh, shared together. Hmm. So what if they bet- do rainbow for pride? Well, how do you keep them separate? I don't know. I'm not a scientist. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that one's gonna happen. What if it was white? Is there white on there? They have clearer water. But what if it's white Gatorade? Then it goes into the clear. Or What's does it fall at? under the none? Well, right. Like, is that absence of color? Or do they put none because no Gatorade will be spilled? No, you got, that's like a tradition, right? You got to do that. I mean, if if Andy Reid says, uh-uh, I'm saving this stash for burgers. I was going to say, well, I'm pretty sure people are saying, uh-uh, I don't want a Sharpie mustache, and he does it anyway. No. But it's funny when he does it. Over under how many times the State Farm commercial comes on featuring Andy Reid and or Patrick Mahomes? Oh, featuring both of them. No, featuring either one of them. Uh, Six and a half. It's got to be. I was like, six has got to be the number. Yeah. Okay. What's the last prop bet? I'm sorry. I went off on a tangent. All right. Are you ready? Maybe. Will there be an octopus? Yes. Plus 1,400. No, minus 10,000. Oh, yeah, because they always show that stupid octopus that predicts who's going to win. So, yes. What is yes? Plus 1,400. Fuck yeah. Let's put some money on that. 
That's your lock for the Super Bowl props. There will be an octopus. There might be octopi. I don't know. No, I'm I'm pretty sure it's octopussy. That's pie, right? No, pie is like pecan, apple, cherry. You've never called it getting a a slice of pie? From an octopussy? No. Isn't that what they talk about in uh, that stupid movie where he fucks the pie? American Pie? Yeah, American Pie. Don't What's they that got to do with Octopussy? Because you said pussy. I was like, well, I thought pussy and pie were interchangeable. Uh, apple pie, warm apple pie. Yeah, that's what he says. Yeah. Can I ask this question? Sure. Why is it that like women's stuff is always like cake or pie or like something desirable? And then ours is always like bony macaroni or like hard salami or something. Why is that? Strudel? What's a strudel? You've never had a Pillsbury strudel? Have you ever yeah, like, given yeah. a Pillsbury strudel? Yeah, I've had that. On but, your face? I mean, how else do you eat it? Mm. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Weird. So who are you taking in the Super Bowl? <laughs> Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I was thinking uh, Houston Oilers. Yeah. Uh, how about the Dallas Chiefs? That's who I'm picking, the Chiefs. Yeah. Now, I I want to go with Mahomes. I'm trying to fall into the script that everybody else is having and saying that everything is leading up to this being it. But I saw something to where in 2017 is starting to mirror in 2020, and it all started with uh, Golden State Warriors winning the NBA championship earlier this year. They won it in 2017. The Houston Astros won the World Series in 2017. They won it in 2022. Um, And in 2017, the Philadelphia Eagles won. And so could the Eagles go ahead and get that three-peat in there for the uh, trifecta? Not a three-peat, but I'm going to say it. No. Jalen Hurts is the truth. I was wrong on Jalen Hurts, but the Chiefs are good. Yeah, but the defense for Philly is so much better. Hassan Reddick is just. I agree. Hassan Reddick is the fucking man, and you were the first one like of us to be on him. I agree. Not only did I call at the beginning of the season that the Philadelphia Eagles would be in the Super Bowl, I did say the Buffalo Bills would be in there, but that shit the bed. I'm one halfway right. Something words. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and something stick to words. my guns, and I'm going to go. I'm going to go ahead and say Philadelphia Eagles win the Super Bowl. Uh, by two touchdowns. Well, I picked uh, Chiefs and 49ers. I'm half oh, right no. as well. And I'm going to say the Chiefs win. Um, but, yeah, I think it's going to be a closer game. I'm going to say like 31-27, 31-30, somewhere in that range. I mean, could we see a game like we did with Denver and Seattle to where Seattle just ran off with it immediately just due to cluster fucking and whatnot? Yeah, it, it could happen. I mean – it seems like games are decided, like games that are going to be close are tight in the first quarter. Yep. It might be nothing, nothing first quarter. But yeah, games that are going to be blowouts, it's it's not like you hang with them and then all of a sudden you get blown out. It's like right. from the jump, well, six plays go wrong Falcons. and then it's over. Unless you're the Patriots. The Falcons. So, well, the Patriots beat them, right? True. I don't know. I, I really think that Philly's going to put a hurting on them because of the fact that they, they're they somewhat still questionable about Juju playing. Uh, McCall Hardman's more than likely not going to play. So, of course, they're going to be hitting trying trying to hit Travis Kelsey the whole time. And I think Philly's got the defense to where they can cover that and still worry about the run and uh, Scantling. Um, don't ask me to name another wide receiver. Uh, Kadarius Toney. May have Darius a Tony is underrated, by the way. But well, and you know what? Maybe this is when he shines bigger than the diamonds in the sky. Uh, maybe. Uh, I don't know. But I got a question for you, real quick, just to tie up the Super Bowl talk. Okay. Will there be a record-setting performance on Super Bowl Sunday? Record-setting performance. No. Are you sure? As in what? Like single game records. No. I'm trying to find a list of them, but my uh, internet sucks. 
Great value internet. Let's see. Um, yeah, game pass attempt 62. That's not getting broken. Passes completed 43. That's not going to get broken. Game pass completion percentage the record is 88. Minimum 20 attempts. Does that get broken? No. Okay. Uh, passing yards per game, single game, 505. Nope. Um, long pass, 85. Maybe. Okay. You got Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. Those are doable. That's right, so what I'm saying. I think those are home run hitters there. Um, six touchdown passes. Combined? No, the single game, six touchdown passes. No. Like for one player. No. Okay. Um, interceptions in the game, five. No. Okay. Um, rushing yards, 204. No. Rushing touchdowns, three. Maybe. Total or one player? One, you know, these are all single-player uh, records. Oh, three, no. Okay. Uh, game receptions, 14. Yes. All right. Um, so that'll get broken? If Travis, Travis Kelsey, Kelsey can beat Travis Kelsey, <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. Uh, receiving yards, 215. Oh. No. Okay. And then uh, touchdown receptions, three. Travis Kelsey being Travis Kelsey, it can happen. It can happen. Um, let's see. Um, extra points made. I don't really give a shit about that, but seven is the record. No. Okay. Field goals made. Uh, where'd it go? Four. Yes. Okay. Uh, sacks four. Yes. Interceptions by a single defensive player three. No. Um, interception return yards one hundred eight. No. Tackles single game tackles eighteen. No. Yeah, that's those are big numbers, man. And what's irritating is like all the passer ratings. All, all the passing records, Tom Brady. All the rushing records, uh, Terrell Davis. All the receiving records, Jerry Rice. <laughs> like, what the f- These are just all the greats, all of them, just doing everything in the biggest stage. Freaking crazy. All the kicking records, Adam Vinatieri or Steven Goskowski. Like, of course, you know. The defensive records are a little weirder. Right. Right, like, uh, you know, the career interception return yards, I didn't even know that was a stat they were keeping up with. Uh, Darian Gordon. Do you even know what team he played for? Uh, for the Rams. Denver Broncos. That's what I said. Clearly. But it has he has the record for single game interception return yards at 108, but also the career record. Is that weird? <laughs> nice. I don't know. Yeah, I think if there was going to be a record to be broken, it's definitely not going to be passing yards, but it could be receptions. Travis Kelsey. That's, that would be where I put my money, Travis Kelsey. I can't wait. I'm excited. I, I think it's going to be a good game, no matter what the outcome. Uh, it's two good teams. Uh, you what, know, what are we nine days away? Yeah, I mean it's what February 12th. So yeah, but um, two good teams. Um, probably the best matchup. They were the best teams all year long. Buffalo obviously was in there. San Francisco obviously was in there. Just how scary is it that San Francisco was doing it with a third string rookie quarterback? That's it's wild. If they that's the crazy part. Well, also with losing D'Amico and losing possibly some of their other coaches, it's going to be interesting to see how that team is next year. And if they get, if Trey Lance is their quarterback and comes back and is in healthy shape and is able to actually perform, it'll be interesting to see if they're still a top contender. But I this is one of my favorite parts of the season is the end of it as well as the off season. Um, I think some of our best shows have come from the off season and I'm looking forward to it. I hope y'all are looking forward to it. We have a blast with it. Um, with that, with it being Super Bowl again, like I said, we're going to be over at Offsuit on February 12th. Uh, we will post all the information as far as 
when we'll be there and all that and what's going on so you can get a little heads up. Go ahead and uh, break out your stash and uh, get ready to play some cards or shoot the shit with us. So I'm looking forward to watching it with you in person uh, as well as doing our show. It'll be um, fun, man. It'll, it'll be a blast. And, well, when you talking about records, the next time uh, you decide to go to the world, the Guinness Book of World Records for breaking a gangbang and you're the last one to break the record, I hope you have a lot of baby wipes and hand sanitizer because you're going to be freaking messy. But yeah. while you're in there, in line and in her, tell them about two one of the B athletes talk sports. Maybe, you know, you can teach them something. It's weird that you're talking about records and I was thinking records. So the next time that you're going to set a, a buffet record at the strip club of your choice, when you go to grab that seventh plate, tell the guy who hands it to you about two one of the athletes talk sports. Tell them that that's your favorite podcast to listen to while you're getting lappies. What's your line for uh, buffet over under? How many plates? Like for me? Yeah. Like if you went in with a goal every time you went into a buffet. You do realize that I practiced this in college, right? Right. That's why I'm asking. Three and a half. Three and a half. That's a, that's a solid line right there. Yeah. If I'm hungry and like we're really going to – you know, do some damage. I could do five. What about Olive Garden never ending possibles? I've done seven. Jesus Christ. But you know, what's weird. I know that we're running short on time, but what's weird about the never ending possible is that like your first plate is like an adult portion. And then the second one is like a child portion. Yep. And then by the time you get to like six, they're bringing you like shot glasses of pasta. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this? Here's your shot of spaghetti, sir. Right, yeah. It's like, can I get some more sauce? It's it's weird how that all works, but anyway. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to check us out on all things social media. We're on the Instagram. We're on the Facebook. We're on the Twitters and the, the Tick of Talks and all that hoopla and whatnot. Go ahead and leave us some comments. Email us at 2WannabeAthletesTalkSports at Yahoo.com. Uh, we will get to you as soon as possible. Or our new, I think Tiffany already quit. Probably. So we'll be looking for a new um, secretary, yep. intern, whatever we call it. Whatever. Unpaid. Whatever. Unpaid. Yeah. Maybe that's why they leave. <laughs> Anyways, this has been another episode of 2 Wanna Be Athletes Talk Sports. I'm Ed. I'm Zach. And we'll see you next time, assholes. Always the good.